0: Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Okay, 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 okay. I am so excited for today's episode because I had the pleasure of interviewing one-on-one nutrition coaching rock star Hannah. Hannah and I have been working together for five short months now, and her progress has been truly spectacular. This rock star is down eighteen inches. Eight. Oh. My husband is vacuuming. Can you hear that in the background? We're just gonna rock and roll with this <laughs> because Hannah's story needs to be shared. She's down 18 inches, has seen so, so many positive changes. I don't wanna give the good deeds away, so I'm gonna let her share that with you. But along Hannah's journey, she has become increasingly frustrated by something that I know you are likely frustrated by too. And that is the scale. Even though Hannah has seen amazing success, the scale has not validated her efforts. And so in today's interview episode, she's sharing really vulnerably with you about what that journey has been like and continues to be like for her and how she has continued to persevere, not allowing the scale to sabotage her success because... At the end of the day, she knows that number has not a single thing to do with how she wants to look, feel, or perform for the rest of her life. I know you're gonna benefit from her story, so get ready to be inspired by Hannah. to kick us off. Hannah, thank you so much for joining me on the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. It's great to have you on as a guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hannah, I know you well, but for those tuning in, can you give us the nutshell version? Who are you and what do you do? Sure. So
1: I am 28. I am an autistic support teacher. i currently navigating working from home. I've been married a year And
0: I live with my husband and our puppy. Tell us, you have an adorable puppy. What is his name and what kind of dog is he? Um,
1: His name is Wentz and he's a mini golden doodle. And he'll actually be one on Saturday. So I'm in the process of planning a birthday party for a dog, which is in quarantine. So it's a little little silly, but we're going to have fun with it. Tell me, you're having a Zoom birthday party for him? I think we're going to Zoom or FaceTime with my parents and probably my
0: mother-in-law, maybe my aunt. (laughs) You are the cutest dog mom. I love it. (laughs) I know so many others will relate. Honestly, I would be a dog mom if I could, but I am allergic, so I have to live vicariously through you, but I think that sounds great. (laughs) So, Hannah, to get to the fun stuff, you and I have been working together I actually had to check because I wasn't quite sure, but for five months already, we've been working together. And when you started all five months ago, can you tell us what your initial goal was? What were you setting out to achieve?
1: My like big powerful goal was to create and adapt to a healthy lifestyle that would carry me like into the future. My husband and I, Um, want to soon start a family so I wanted to make sure I had those healthy habits in place so that when I got pregnant I didn't just kind of go crazy with eating whatever I wanted Um, that I was on like a nice steady kind of plan that I could stick with um,
0: forever I guess really And if I reference back to, for those listening, we make you get really down and dirty with your big powerful goal before we start the coaching process, we write it out, we make sure that it means a lot to you. And you said not a thing about weight when you initially started, right? Like you knew you wanted healthy habits and you wanted to create a nourishing relationship with food and a leaner body was part of that goal, but not in any way, shape or form. Did you reference the scale? Tell me why. I guess I just, when we started, I didn't want to
1: put a number on it. I didn't want to like, I don't want to say limit myself, but I didn't want to say like, I want to lose 20 pounds. And then like, say I didn't lose 20 pounds necessarily, but I saw huge changes in my body. That's what I'm looking for. I want to be healthy. I want to look healthy. And I didn't feel as though putting a number to that really, really, made sense to me when we worked on the goal.
0: Which is so smart of you, so wise of you. And in hindsight, I bet you're really glad that you didn't define your success by a number, which we're going to get into in a second here. But honestly, Hannah, speaking from the coach perspective, when I hear people on a discovery call tell me that success to them is defined by a specific number, a little part of my heart like breaks off because... Weight loss can absolutely be the goal. Living in a leaner body can absolutely be the goal. But when we're defining success by a specific number that we have no idea what will require to get there, we set ourselves up for a little bit of sabotage because we can't control the scale, much like we can't control any metric, but we can only control our behaviors. So you have made such amazing progress towards your big powerful goal you have worked really diligently on creating these healthy habits balancing your nutrition strategy your meals your snacks and feeling more confident with your food choices and all of that has resulted in some pretty freaking fantastic outcomes tell us hannah do you remember how many inches you're down total so far Uh i know before my
1: last um Measurements, I was around 18. 18
0: inches down. I mean, if you think about that on a ruler, that's insane, right? Like (laughs) 18 inches lost as a result of what are you doing? Like anything aggressive? Are you counting calories? Have you cut carbs, eliminating sugar? Tell us what got you there. (laughs) My weekly steps, you know, first was the protein.
1: I think first was protein. So protein, veggies, healthy fats, the carbs, just Looking at all of that and making sure I was getting enough of each thing is really what got me there. I honestly wasn't consistently working out, especially at the beginning, so I can't even credit exercise to much of that. Um, It was all just my my little weekly action steps
0: that got me there. And consistency. You have been so consistent. I mean, week after week, we check in and every week it's like, okay, Nicole, bring on the next thing. I did it. Let's go. So you're right. That was exactly what I was goading you for is very basic, consistent action steps have created Amazing body composition change for you, and anyone who hears you say, "Oh my gosh, 18 inches!" is probably thinking, "Wow, I bet the scale has gone down a ton." But tell us what's happened with the scale, Diana. <laughs> the scale is actually
1: the same as when I started.
0: <laughs> Some small fluctuations, but honestly, the scale has not responded in the way that maybe you assumed that it would, or that most people would assume it would. With in conjunction with those girth measurements decreasing, which has been somewhat frustrating, right? It has. I think, like you just said, I'm having,
1: I'm losing a lot of inches. So I just assume the scale would follow. And I think I've, I've struggled with it a lot, even though I wasn't worried about my weight at all. Um, not seeing it change has definitely made me rethink things and, My husband said it best the other day. He's like, it's almost like you're trying to talk yourself out of all the progress you've actually made because one metric isn't following the rest of them. Right.
0: It's so... I think it's so sad to see how pervasive diet culture is in how we measure our progress. And according to diet culture, the scale is everything. We live and die by the scale when we're dieting, right? It's as if someone is just coming off of a low carb diet and they're like, oh my gosh, this works amazing for, this is the only thing that works. I'm dropping so much weight. This is fantastic. And what I know in my coaching brain is that, well, yeah, you're losing a lot of water weight because you've cut carbs. That doesn't mean that you're losing body fat. The second you add those carbs back in, a lot of that is coming back on the scale. And yet, we worship it. Like in diet culture, the scale is everything. And it would be a shame to negate all of the progress that you've made simply because that is stealing your focus. So you and I have been able to dig deep and kind of identify perhaps why that number on the scale, isn't moving, right? We are noticing that you might not be eating quite enough for your body's needs. So we're taking that in kind of a different direction, but Hannah, I think there's so many people listening who are still looking for validation in the scale. And you have not needed that for five months. And so I need people to learn from you because you have been amazing at looking for validation in other sources, in other areas that has served you so extremely well. And I need people to understand why we can't ever look at the scale in isolation when we are trying to create sustainable healthy progress so let's talk first hannah about some of those other reasons some of the reasons that we've identified together why the scale might not go in the direction that we want it to go let's say you've done everything that we set out to achieve all of your action steps were goal supportive you were super consistent you were super compliant the scale doesn't move Or maybe it goes up a pound even. What are some of the things that you know influence that number on the scale that have nothing to do with fat gain? Um, I drink a lot of water. (laughs) A lot
1: of water. I think especially in the past two weeks, I've doubled my water intake for most days. And I feel like some of it could possibly be water weight that I'm... Because of that because I'm drinking as much as I am. Um,
0: What else did we talk about? I can't (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) I didn't give you any heads up. What about uh, if we, so we always check in on Mondays, Hannah. What if you had something really fun on the weekend? What if you went out to eat? Yes. Um, Those
1: fun meals, I try to not just do like one full fun day of meals. I try to space them out, but even by like spacing fun things out, that could just affect you, um, the next day. Um, when I do my weigh-ins, I had been trying to do them prior to a weekend, but even with that, I was not seeing much change in the numbers. So, That could be
0: one thing that's influencing it. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head on a couple. So hydration. If when you start your journey, you're chronically dehydrated, when you're drinking a sufficient amount of water, for sure you're going to weigh heavier on the scale. Does that mean you've gained body fat? No. (laughs) an increase of carbohydrates. So let's say you eat, eat out. And when we eat out, it is very common that that meal will be predominantly carbohydrate dense. And the more carbs we eat, the more glycogen our body stores. And the more glycogen our body stores, the more water we hang on to. And so the number on the scale will be up the next day. But does that mean we've gained body fat? No. Additionally, when we eat out, those fun meals, those fun foods and beverages salt because it has to taste freaking amazing if you're going to pay for it at a restaurant so they like to add lots of salt and seasonings you have no idea what's on your food half the time and so salt causes us to retain water does that mean we've gained body fat no so all of these things if you stepped on the scale and saw it up what was your first thought be
1: I mean, that I went crazy that week. That's where my mind goes. Like, what did
0: I do wrong? Like, what, what caused this? Shoot, I gained body fat, right? Yeah. Like, I must have messed up. Somewhere. And I see this happen all the time. When someone, their behaviors maybe are very goal supportive, they step on the scale. And because of water, because of salt, because of carbs, a few other things we didn't mention as well, Hannah. But what about workouts? You've recently started working out. So muscle mass now can be factored in. But not even that. When I begin workouts and your muscles are sore, you need water to recover. So those muscles hang on to water and the number on the scale might be up. Again, cortisol and stress. What if you are having a really stressful season? That number on the scale is going to be higher. Does that have anything to do with fat gain? Not necessarily. What about bowel movements? What if you've been constipated for a couple of days? The number on the scale is going to be up. Does that mean you gained body fat? No. So all of these things could be contributing factors, even just one of them. You step on the scale after a great week. And if you're dieting and you're living and dying by the number on the scale, it's up. You immediately think, I messed up. This is, this is terrible. What's the point? I tried really hard. It's not working. I'm heavier than I was before. We immediately equate that to fat gain. And then we go down the shame spiral and we say, well, this isn't working. Oh, well, I'll start again on Monday or I'll try something new everyone who's listening, I know, can relate to that. What we needed to do instead, what you have gotten really good at doing is saying, okay, the scale maybe didn't do what I expected it to do, but what were my behaviors? What's the first thing we track on your progress update sheet?
1: Well, I know energy level is one of them. Now I'm trying to like think.
0: Energy level. Yes. That's another metric. Oh, and Clothing set or how the clothing fits. Um, Clothing fit, yes. uh, Do I do sleep? We talk about sleep. Ask me about sleep. We ask Uh, how you're sleeping, but the most important metric is habit compliance. Oh (laughs) yes, right. (laughs) Biggest one, yes. Every week, I want to know what proportion of the time were you compliant with your action steps? Because if your behavior was where we wanted it to be. I really don't care what the metrics are because we know that the numbers will eventually catch up. And so every week you have looked at the number on the scale and said, okay, but I trust my behaviors. And because weight isn't the only thing we're tracking, you were getting reassurance from some of those other metrics that you just listed. So tell me, Hannah, when you added carbs, the scale didn't go down. What did you notice went up? What felt better? My energy level was definitely up. Yes. And so I said, focus on how you feel, not on what the scale is doing. If we trust how you feel, that will lead us to how you want to look and perform as well. But we have to feel great in your body first. So energy level was something that we focused on specifically when we added carbs. We need to have other metrics outside of the scale because Hannah, be honest. If you were just looking at the scale... Would you have given up by now? Oh, yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. If it was the only metric that I was taught to look at, I would be like, well, this isn't working. This isn't working. But tell me, Hannah, since the beginning, five months ago, how do your clothes fit now? I can't even.
1: I had to get some new work pants. <laughs> um, and I even probably could have gone a little smaller than I went. Um, it's. I'm wearing things that I haven't worn Probably in like a year, year and a half because they're more comfortable um, not hiding behind a sweater because, you know, that shirt looks pretty darn good. It's not tight anymore. Um, So that's one thing I always try to remind myself of. Like, even if the scale might not look how I feel, feel it should, you know, the clothing has been a big, huge, positive thing. And energy level since you started has trended up or trended down? Oh, my gosh. I don't have that midday slump anymore. I, it's amazing. I can make it through a day and, you know, not need a midday cup of coffee or anything. Like, I'm, I'm
0: good. And tell me, we talked about the confidence surrounding your food choices. How do you feel putting meals together for you and your husband? Oh, I
1: love it. I sit down before we do our grocery shopping and we plan out all the meals for the week. And, you know, we make sure we have the protein, the
0: carb and the veggies and everything's set. And girth measurements we mentioned down 18 inches. So do you think that all of that progress should be negated because the number on the scale isn't what we want it to be? No, (laughs) no. No, like, I wish we could shout that from the rooftops. No, absolutely not. We need, 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 need other metrics. We, sometimes I wish we could just throw out the scale altogether, but I do see that it is beneficial because it's so easily accessible. So Hannah, let's talk about some of those other metrics that you started listing off, because I think so many people listening need to at least add some of these other metrics to their progress update. If they want to keep tracking on the scale, that's fine. But I think based off of your success, you've seen that success. You've persevered and not given up and seen amazing progress as a result of having a robust amount of outcomes and metrics that you're tracking. So you mentioned energy level energy level, does that leave you feeling confident when you see it go up? Like, does it give you reassurance that you're headed in the right direction with nutrition steps? Oh, of course. I'd be worried if I was even more tired than I originally was. Exactly. And I think if you recall back on our very first onboarding call, I said, Hey, this is a red flag marker because if energy tanks, even if you're losing all the weight in the world, I don't want that. That is not good. So we have to make sure that health is our foundation, which is exactly why we track energy level. If energy is up and you're living in a leaner, happier, healthy body, the number on the scale doesn't matter all that much. It's easy for us to think that because diet culture preaches it. When you go to the doctor, so what do they check? your weight, (laughs) your weight. And they tell you that you are unhealthy or healthy based on the BMI chart, which is completely ludicrous. We do not track BMI. We could track body fat percentage. Now, this is not something that you and I have done because it's relatively complicated to track unless you have a scale that reads body fat percentage for you. But body fat percentage helps us to understand how much of you is fat, water, and muscle. So even if, Hannah, and I would would put money on this, I'm not a betting woman, but I would put money on this, if we had been tracking body fat percentage five months ago, your body fat percentage would have been substantially higher than it is today. The number on the scale hasn't moved a whole lot, but I know that your fat mass has decreased significantly. You're in different clothes. You're a different size person. You have lost body fat, right? 18 inches wasn't just water weight. Body fat percentage went down, but if we had a scale that could tell us that, we could see that the number on the scale didn't because maybe water and or muscle mass went up. That is another metric that can be hugely helpful if we have access to a scale that can track it. But if we don't, we can use things like girth measurements. You use a measuring tape, and once a month, you give me those updates. And we can use clothing fit, which is great. And you just started tracking a new one. What was that, Hannah? I started thinking new. The pictures I took. Yes, <laughs> progress photos. Yeah. Because if you see the changes in your body, do you think that helps you put less weight, no pun intended, on the scale? Yes, of course. Yes. And so we have basically said, Hannah, how can we track so many things to ensure that we are measuring progress as opposed to relying exclusively on the scale? Now, like I mentioned earlier, you and I have identified why that number on the scale isn't moving, which could be a whole other podcast episode in and of itself, because diet culture teaches us to eat less, eat less, eat less. And what have I been telling you pretty much since day one? Eat more. Exactly. And we recently learned that even though you are eating more, it's not yet quite enough, Mm -hmm. especially as you add physical activity into your day. So Hannah, tell me, knowing what you know now about the fat loss process and the scale and how many calories your body needs. We just recently figured this out and you were like, mind blown. Oh my gosh, I can eat that many calories a day. How has your perspective changed from diet culture, groupie to now sustainable nutrition strategy? Well, I feel like everything I knew
1: I needed to like throw away. everything I thought I knew I needed to throw away and completely shift my mindset. And especially like you mentioned recently, like I learned I need to be eating like 500 to 600 more calories than I'm actually eating in a day. And my first reaction to that was like, no way, there's no way I can do that. And it's been probably about like three weeks. We've kind of been working on this, I guess. And I'm still not where I need to be because it's a lot of food I had, like, I'm still like reworking my brain and like telling myself it's okay. Like, this is what you, this is what your body needs. This is what you need to do. So it's been a total mind shift and kind of self-talk to get myself to be okay with letting myself eat that many calories. And normally, like I don't add, put my meals into my fitness, um, is it my fitness path? My fitness style, Yep. Yeah. Like I had, I had done it a long time ago and then I stopped and then we did it and then we stopped and now we're kind of back at it to make sure I'm eating enough. And it's just, I still sometimes feel like guilty, like adding things in. I'm like, Oh no, like but this is like, I'm making healthy food choices. Their meals, are goal supportive, but like seeing those calories go so high is still kind of like, Oh my
0: goodness a big change because in your brain diet culture has really ingrained in you that eating more is a negative thing Mm -hmm. and we had to come to the conclusion that hey something isn't isn't working here why is this not moving and oh my gosh Hannah you're under eating your body is worthy and requires so much more energy to do your daily functions and work out on top of that And I think that is so mind boggling for so many women, especially to understand that my body knows what to do with these calories. Like it's okay for me to eat above 1200 calories a day. And in fact, I can lose body fat eating above and beyond 1200, 1400 calories a day. Major mindset shift. And it's tough. It's tough. (laughs) Hannah, what would you say to the woman who's listening, who's still living and dying by the scale, that number on the scale, who's afraid to eat more because, and this is Let's hit on this for a second. So when you initially started adding more food into your day, we're basically taking you through a reverse dieting process saying, Hey, we need to gradually progressively give your body a little bit more, not all at once, because we don't want to gain body fat after all the progress you've made. What did I tell you when you started eating more? Well, you kept
1: reassuring me that it was okay. (laughs) And to do it. And I guess the main thing was like keeping those protein, the protein high and the veggies kind of going for those
0: two things to increase the calories. Yes. Make sure that you're choosing nutrient dense options. So sometimes that all or nothing thinking is like, oh, I get to eat more. So let me add a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream to my day, which is not exactly the point. But as we start eating more initially because of all the things we talked about earlier, especially water weight, now I'm eating more calories, I'm eating more carbs, I'm maintaining more water, the scale might go up a little bit. And that would freak anybody out. Sometimes though, we have to say, I'm going to ignore the scale and I'm going to give this two consistent weeks. I'm going to focus on my habit compliance, focus on my behaviors, focus on how I feel, and then see what happens. So when you started adding calories, I think I said, Don't pay attention to the scale for two weeks and just tell me, how does your energy level feel? How do your workouts feel? Are you performing better? Are you recovering better? Are you feeling like you're sleeping better? How's your hunger level? Are you hungry more or less often? We didn't focus on the scale. And I think more often women need to put that scale on the back burner and focus on other metrics. So hard though, so hard. But Hannah, if you and I am putting you on the spot again with this question, but let's say your weight never changed. It stayed exactly where it is, but you reach your big, powerful goal. You are living in a body visibly and how it, how you feel that you wanted from day one. Does that matter? The weight doesn't matter at that point. And I think that is, it's
1: funny you said that. Cause I think that's something I just need to accept also, because I do feel amazing. I am, my body has changed so much and I know it's going to continue to change. And I think I just need to kind of accept that that scale may not change and it's okay because I feel in am- I was just telling my husband, I haven't felt this good in a really long time. Like I feel so good, um, my body. Like I wore shorts on Sundays. I think last summer I probably avoided shorts like the plague. Like I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh no way. There were like two pairs that I probably wore out of a lot. I like to shop so I a lot of clothing, but like I stuck to a very few, very few pairs that made me feel comfortable, and I wore shorts out. Sunday when it was really nice to take the dog for a walk that I probably haven't worn in like two years. And to me, that's reaching my goal compared to
0: seeing that weight go down. Music to my ears, honestly. I mean, that to me is life-giving progress. Seeing the scale go down doesn't give you anything back. It doesn't add to your life. Mentally, because we've been conditioned that that's a good thing. It gives you a boost. It feels great. But being able to wear clothes you haven't worn in years, being able to tell your husband you feel better than you felt in a really long time, those are life-altering progress improvements. And that is, if I could get everybody to shift their perspective towards those life-giving progress measurements instead of the scale, I think so many of us would be more successful. But here you are, Hannah, and you're committed to this journey. You're committed to your nutrition. So we're having a little fun. We're experimenting with some of those variables like caloric intake, see if we can get the scale to move. But even if it never did, you're saying, Yeah, I could get to my goal and and be this weight. It wouldn't matter. But there's a little voice in the back of your head, right? Because you said earlier, my husband told me I'm kind of talking myself out of progress because that number's not moving. There's old patterning and old conditioning, which we do a lot of unlearning, right? In the nutrition coaching with Nicole squad. But there's something back there that's nagging at you like, but Hannah, you're still not good enough until this number changes.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think that's why we are kind of playing with my calories right now to see if we, we can get that number to change a little bit. Um, obviously it'd be exciting if we could. Um, but I've accepted, I think that if it doesn't and you continue to do what you're doing, you're still going to lose, continue to lose inches and it's
0: getting you to your goal. If you're living the life you want to live, the number on the scale has no power over that zero power, but it is such a hard lesson to learn. I mean, here, Hannah, I'm, I'm so appreciative of you offering to do this podcast episode with me because you're in the middle of this journey like you're going through this we just talked about this on monday and here it is wednesday and you're like speaking to your journey there's still a little bit of you that's conflicted right like you haven't arrived yet at the end and you haven't said forget the scale like i just don't care about it because i've gotten to my big powerful goal you are in the process of sorting through like do I actually care? And yeah, let's have some fun and see if we can play with a few variables and get it to change in conjunction with all those other metrics that are changing. But I'm putting you on the spot in a big, big way. I think I've said that like three times throughout this episode because you're figuring it out. But I know that you are 10 steps beyond or ahead of those listening because those listening have given up a hundred times over again because they did all the right things for a week, for two weeks. The skill didn't move. So they went back to square one on repeat. They're like on the hamster wheel. So I want you to speak to that woman. Here you are wearing different clothes, feeling better than you have in years. And you've achieved progress that so many hope and wish and dream and pray to achieve. What can you say to her? the woman who's sitting on her couch or walking her dog, listening to this, who is living by the scale. What insight based on your personal experience, can you share with her?
1: I get like that girl was me. Um, You know, I had the scale in the bathroom closet that rarely ever came out, you know, for the past probably few years, I only got weighed when I was at the doctor and that was, that was enough. Like the (laughs) one time I go to the doctor a year, um, but I think that number doesn't define you. That's not who you are. Um, there's a lot of, uh, and I've learned through working with you, there's so many other ways to define success with your body. And the main thing that you have to remember and you have to think about is how you feel. If you're doing everything right, and I've, I've taken this all very seriously. When we I made the commitment to do it, I knew I was going all in, like you were going, I was going all in or I wasn't going to do it. And you hold us like, I feel as though you've held me very accountable. Like we do our weekly check-ins. We, I fill out the different forms. I self-reflect, which is something that I think you, you forced me to do almost by doing those check-ins and I lost my train of thought, but like the scale doesn't mean anything is my main point. It's all about how you feel. And my energy level has gone up. My sleeping is better. I can sleep through the night instead of waking up at three o'clock and struggling and struggling to get back to sleep. So I get a few extra hours before I need to get up for work. Um, It's just been life changing, Mm -hmm. like kind of, not worrying about the scale and taking all these other things into consideration has made me realize that i am being successful and i am getting to that big powerful goal even if not even if the scale isn't coming along for the
0: ride i am going to read your big powerful goal so day one this is what you told me you wanted to achieve And I asked you to write it as if you were already there. So this is where you wanted to reach, what you wanted to reach, what you wanted to achieve. I feel comfortable and confident with myself in my clothing and in all other aspects of life. I am making smart choices consistently and I'm ready to set a healthy example for my growing family. The scale, zero to do with that. And along the way, diet culture has tried to talk you out of progress because of one metric that has nothing to do with that. But it's the only metric that diet culture tells you is important and that you should care about. And you have worked so diligently, Hannah, to say, okay, like I'm going to feel this frustration for a second, but why am I feeling this? And can the scale tell me how healthy I am? Nope. Can the scale tell me how happy I am? Nope. And can the scale measure body fat gain or loss accurately? No. So why do I look to it then to tell me that I have done a good enough job or I am worthy enough week after week after week? And so you've broken down that really limited belief that diet culture perpetuates and I would say you're pretty darn close to saying hey i'm there right Mm -hmm. and we know that growing a family is going to probably mean that going through a healthy pregnancy you're going to keep these healthy habits and these healthy meal rituals and these confident food choices but that number on the scale is going to go up and you're not going to be deterred by that because it has no bearing on your health or on your success moving forward so I guess I'm just like tooting your horn here, Hannah, because you are so impressive to me. Like as a coach, I I can tell you so many people would have gotten so discouraged, more discouraged than you've gotten by focusing on that number on the scale. And they would not have achieved the success that you have because they would have allowed that to stand in their way. And um, I'm here to kind of experiment with you and, and go on this ride and see what we can do to make that happen. But at the end of the day, I know and I believe that you are worth so much more than that number. And to see you believe that and own that too is like, I mean, just coaching dream come to life. (laughs) Hannah, thank you so much for being willing to share this process that you are in the middle of right now, like you're going through and just to be a voice of reason for others who are maybe where you were before starting this journey. Of course. Thank you for letting me share
1: my story. This whole experience um, is setting me up for so much success and creating a healthy, healthy lifestyle for my family as well.
0: I mean, come on, what an amazing story, what an amazing journey that would have been, could have been sabotaged completely if Hannah still subscribed to diet culture and the myth that the scale is the best way to measure health gains and fat loss. If you loved hearing Hannah's story and you'd like to hear more of my one-on-one nutrition coaching client journeys and just more fun food facts from me in general, Please make sure that you are signed up for the nutrition coaching with Nicole newsletter every freaking Monday morning usually I send out a newsletter to start your week off on the right foot I hope to inspire you sometimes I give you a much-needed kick in the pants but always providing insight value and education geared towards helping you create your healthiest, most nourishing, and confident relationship with food freaking ever. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes below. If you are not already signed up for my newsletter, what you're waiting for, Susan? Get your name on that list. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.